This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 250. Wow, kind of a milestone episode. Our guest today is Lauren Golden. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 250. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Care Of. For 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Canaday. Your pets are an important part of your family and they deserve the best, especially when it comes to their food. Go to Canaday.com slash podcast to try Canaday food for free. That's Canaday, C-A-N-I-D-A-E dot com slash podcast to try Canaday for free. Hey, mamas, before we get started today, I have a special announcement. Okay, so many of you know, and some of you even participated over the last couple of years, I've run different momentum masterminds. So these were groups that I ran virtually for six weeks or so where I had groups of moms come in and they could come in and work on building momentum in any area of their life. And so some women came in and they wanted to work on health and wellness goals. And some people wanted to work on professional goals. And some people wanted to start businesses and all sorts of really cool things. And the things that got done in those groups in short amounts of time was phenomenal. And the bonds that were made, the community, the connections, the camaraderie, all of it was one of the most rewarding parts of being part of the Shameless Mom Academy for me. And there were a lot of requests after running those groups every single time with 
what do we do now? How do we all stay connected? How can we keep doing this all the time? How can we maintain this momentum? So here we go. I have an answer. I have put together the Shameless Mom Momentum Mamas. So the Shameless Mom Momentum Mamas is going to be a private community for motivated mamas to create the confidence you crave, build better boundaries, and tune into tiny habits to turn up your life. So this is going to help you build momentum in any area of your life. If you're looking to create better habits around your health and wellness, if you're looking to build up your career and take some courageous leaps in that direction. If you're just looking to build confidence and live a better life, live bigger, bolder, braver every damn day, this will be the place for you. Inside the Momentum Mamas, you will have access to special monthly trainings to uplevel your life. I will be creating cheat sheets and templates for you to overhaul your routines each month. I will be offering group coaching on hot topics. Here's my two favorite things. We will have our very own book club so excited for that. And we're going to have virtual happy hours where we just get together and have a little glass of wine, maybe some tea, whatever you like to sip on at the end of the day. And also with all this, of course, you're going to have special access to me that other people don't have where we get to work together and I get to help you and support you toward your goals. So I'm in the process of putting this all together and getting it ready to launch to our community. But if you are interested and you're like, yes, I need some Momentum Mamas in my life. I am a mama looking to build momentum. I want you to get on the wait list. And so to do that, you're going to go over to shamelessmom.com slash waitlist. That's shamelessmom.com slash waitlist. Waitlist is all one word. And you're going to enter your name and email and that will get you on the waitlist so that you can get more information as soon as I have it ready. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Lauren Golden is a shameless mom to three kids and loves helping mamas free themselves from the nine to five grind. She launched the Free Mama Movement to show working moms that they don't have to choose between family and financial stability. Hundreds of families today are happier and more fulfilled thanks to Lauren and her online programs. Whether you're a single mom, a military mom, or a mom in a two-parent family who doesn't want to sacrifice time with your babies in order to provide for them, Lauren wants you to know that you don't have to. Today is the fearless leader of the Free Mama Movement and a thriving community of over 3,500 women. Lauren is passionate about showing other moms how to start and run a successful freelancing business from home. In her upcoming book, she shares her own story, along with plenty of practical advice for anyone looking to leave behind the nine to five and make a real living from home. In addition to her self-paced program, Lauren also works one-on-one with motivated mamas who want to get their businesses up and running fast. Her talks on freelancing, building a business, and making over your mindset and other relevant topics resonate with women around the world. I was so excited to have Lauren on because her energy is ridiculously infectious. And from the moment we got on the phone, I was or on, on Skype. We weren't on the phone. <laughs> from the moment we got on Skype, I just knew I was like, this is going to be fun and high energy. And I just felt like there was just this amazing synergy. And when you have that, I'm like, this is someone I want to like connect with and keep in my circle. And that honestly, like that's the most fun thing about doing interviews for me is when I get to the end of the interview and I'm like, I think I just made a new friend. I'm pretty sure I just made a new friend with Lauren. So I am hugely girl crushing on her. I loved this conversation and I'm so excited to share it with you. So listen in to hear Lauren share how a traumatic loss changed her life and made her quickly quit her job, how she went about crafting the lifestyle she really wanted, her belief in the have it all lifestyle, the negative impact of business building on a marriage, why busy is a dirty word and how to cut your responsibilities in half. It's totally possible, by the way, like 100% possible to do half of what you're doing now. Just 
little FYI, you might want to tune in for that. So with all that said, I am so excited to introduce you to my new friend, Lauren Golden. Lauren Golden, welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much, Sarah. I am super excited to talk to you. This is going to be fun because I have so many moms I know very interested in what you're going to be talking about. You know, a lot of my listeners are moms with younger kids. And I think that having kids makes us start to question a little bit, like, what are we going to do professionally? What are our dreams? How do we balance that with our dreams of parenthood? And those things all start to shift. And so I'm excited to get your input on how you work with moms and help moms really kind of shift their professional goals and make them more clearly and cleanly line up with their family goals. So this is going to be fun. I am incredibly excited. And that is exactly how I would say it. In fact, just recently, I was talking to my husband, who is also completely just like entrepreneurial up in the clouds, like always coming up with ideas. And he'll come up with this idea. And I'm like, babe, is that in line with your lifestyle goals? And he just like laughs at me. He's like, seriously? And I'm like, honey, you can't plan this big business if you don't actually want to run it, right? Right, right. You've got to find this alignment. And I think you're right. For a lot of us, when we become moms, we get that internal shift, right? Of like, oh, I love this little human, like way more than I even knew was possible. And it does kind of change things for us. It does. It really does. Yeah. And I'm sure as we get into it, I'll be able to share my experience with that. Cause I thought I wanted to be a stay at home mom my whole life. And then that was awful when I actually tried it. So, but wow, I did know that I wanted to have a lot of flexibility in my work. And so that was really important to me, but I did not necessarily need my child by my side while I was doing that. So totally. And you know, I'm almost the opposite of you. I grew up with a stay at home mom. So I had this really, you know, specific idea of what I thought motherhood was. And when we had our first daughter, financially, I couldn't stay at home. So I had to switch gears, you know, well, I've switched gears a lot. I'm sure we'll talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So with that, actually, let's go ahead and tell people a little bit more about the dynamics between your personal and professional life right now, beyond your bio and what you're most excited about right now. Absolutely. So my personal and professional life are incredibly intertwined. And, you know, Some people hate the word balance and work-life balance and all these things. And I don't necessarily get triggered by the words, but I do think that it is unrealistic to think that our personal life, especially once we have children, does not cross over into our professional life. And in today's age with technology, it's kind of unrealistic to think it's not going to cross back the other way, right? So my world is incredibly intertwined and I just have a lot of help and boundaries and, you know, practices that I use to keep everything on track. So I time block to keep my attention separate. You know, when I'm working, I'm working when I'm, you know, with my kids, I try to get rid of my phone and all that. But the truth is they really dance hand in hand. So as we are recording this, I am actually in Kansas City. So I'm on a two week vacation. I'm in my hometown. I'm visiting family. I'm visiting friends. My kids are getting to see their grandparents. It's amazing. But here's the deal. The only reason I'm able to do that is because I have set up a business that allows me to go do that. And he's going to be so mad that I say this, but my husband's actually not even with us because he currently is not in a position where he could go do that. So we're probably hopefully going to fly him up here to come visit while we're here. But, you know, the dynamics of my personal and professional life is that on a day-to-day basis, I manage both. I work a little every day. You know, today, for example, I had a two-hour time block for this podcast and a coaching call, and then that's it. I put my computer down. I'm going to go to the pool with my kids. So the cool thing about it and kind of the thing I love most about this life that 
I've really spent a long time kind of crafting for myself and my family is that every day I get to kind of tap into everything that I love. Like I get to feed my business and I get to, you know, feed my heart and my soul and be there for my family. So I think it is just super intertwined. And as far as what I am most excited about right now, I am almost done writing my first book. I don't know if you were an author or not, Sarah, but I am so excited because I think, especially, you know, us entrepreneurs, like we have thoughts swirling in our head all the time. And so this book really is just like my opinions on life, motherhood, balance, entrepreneurship, all of these things that I've been feeling, you know, over the last six years that I have been a mother and I get to finally get them out of my head and onto on paper. So I am very excited about that. So exciting. Congratulations. That's such a big deal. So that's thank you. Fun. Labor of love. Labor of love. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. Everyone who I talked to who has written books and because I keep saying like at some point I'll write a book. My content library is so big at this point, it would be irresponsible not to. And everyone's like, yeah, it sounds like a really great idea until you start to do it. And then you're like, what? Why did I say I was going to do this? So I can relate to those feelings, <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost done. There's oh, nice. a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Yay, yay. I've also heard, maybe I shouldn't say this at this moment, but I've also heard that <laughs> people think the work is done when the book is written and that's really when the work begins because then you have to promote the heck out of it. Totally. Luckily, I have a marketing background, so that's nice. the part that gets me really super excited. Good, so I'm good, good, good with that. But yay. yes, I agree. It's kind of like with being a parent, right? Like you have this nine month pregnancy where you're like, oh my gosh, finally, like I'm almost done. And no, you're really just getting started. Right. <laughs> right, right. That's so true. That's so true. Okay. So you said something that I want to go back to, and this actually is probably a really great lead into where we're going to go with this conversation. You made reference to spending a long time crafting the life that you wanted to lead once you were a parent and that like being able to do a podcast interview today and then do a coaching call and then spend the rest of the day at the pool. I think probably a lot of people listening are like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? And oh, isn't that great? And that like, you know, sure, she can do that because she happens to be lucky enough to do that, but I'm not. Here's the thing about people that have businesses like yours and like mine, where we can be really flexible. It's a long time in the making. And so like my previous business, I just recently sold a gym and I spent 16 years building a fitness business that I did not have to be a part of on a daily basis after my son was born. And so for the last six years that I ran that business, I was not showing up there on a daily basis. I was running it mostly from home. In the last couple of years, especially, I only stepped foot in my own gym like twice a month, but it took me, you know, 14 years to get to those last two years where I only had to show up in that space a couple times a month. And now that said, it could have been done way faster than that. But I appreciate the idea that you're saying that it took you a long time to craft the life that you want. So this is not something that you can quickly dive into, but you can be strategic about it and strategic about this is what I am building and crafting in the direction I'm going. And so I can get there. And that might be in one year, it might be in two years, it might be in five years, but knowing that you want to have that flexibility and that you want to build mm -hmm. that, I think is really, really powerful. So can you talk a little bit about what got you there? And I know there was a specific shameless moment when you realized that you were settling for a life that had left you pretty miserable. And how did things start to shift from there? Oh my goodness. I have so many thoughts right now. I hope I can get them all out <laughs> quickly, concisely as I am humanly capable of doing. Not my strong suit, but I'm going to try to tighten this. First, what you were just talking about. Yeah, I work with a lot of moms 
who are interested in kind of this freelancing lifestyle, you know, building their own service-based business from home. And, but they're still at their nine to fives and they still have a husband and kids. And something that I tell them is that, you know, short-term sacrifice for long-term, you know, gain, like they got to keep their eyes on eye on the prize, right? So just as you were saying that, that was kind of, I say that over and over again. And it's what I was thinking about, you know, you might have to make some of those short-term sacrifices to be able to work two hours a day and then go hang out at the pool. And does my everyday look like this? No, my everyday doesn't look this good. (laughs) I wish it did. You know, usually I only work between four and six hours a day. So that's still really nice. Yeah. But it didn't happen overnight. With regards to my shameless moment, we are going way back in history, you guys. This is the beginning of, you know, what eventually became my entrepreneurial journey. What happened in my life is that for months and months and months, and years. (laughs) I was telling my husband that I hated my job. You know, I had already said I I had to go back to my nine to five after my daughter was born. Something kind of happened where as I was shifting away from this stay at home mom life that I had previously envisioned for myself, I actually realized that I love working. I love using my brain in really challenging, strategic kind of ways. I've already said I work in marketing. I love it. And I really realized that that wasn't something I wanted to give up. But after my son was born, they're about two years apart, I became miserable. I mean, I just realized, you know, yes, I want to work, but the way I'm working isn't working, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I was totally in that grind of my kid wake up early, drop my kids off, go to work, hate my life, pick up my kids, eat dinner, they go to bed. Like that was it. It was like Groundhog Day, day after day. And I'm like, this isn't working. The problem is I wasn't doing anything about it except complaining to my husband. So I kept saying, I want to leave my job. I'm going to start a business. You know, maybe I'll go into social media management and, you know, use these skills I have from my job already. I actually did start dabbling in freelancing. And I don't know about you, Sarah, but I'm a planner. So I'm like, in a year from now, I will quit my job. Because a year (laughs) from now doesn't sound that scary, right? Right, right. A year from now, I will quit my job. And so that was the plan. And you can't see it, but I've got air quotes. That was the plan. (laughs) A year from now, I'm going to quit my job. And it gave me some kind of this false hope, like something to look forward to. Like, well, I'm working on it. Like I've got these side projects. I'm starting to freelance. And what happened in my life, my shameless moment, I obviously that's the name of your podcast, but I truly do call it a shameless moment is that I had a miscarriage. Mm. The pregnancy was not super planned, but we were overjoyed and it became a part of our new plan. I was going to leave my job. You know, I was just going to like gracefully not come back from maternity leave so that that was going to be my like way out. That was my plan, my long-term plan. And I had a very unexpected miscarriage at about 12 weeks and I felt so alone. Nobody was talking about having miscarriages. I know the statistics on miscarriages, so I knew I wasn't alone logically but nobody was talking about it, you know, on social media. And none of my friends that I knew of had had a miscarriage. And for some reason, I had this total opposite reaction when it happened to me, where I had this voice in my head, the universe, God, whatever you believe in. And I had this voice in my head saying, what are you going to do now? And it was loud. It was a loud voice. And I actually walked in and quit my job one week later and never looked back. And I continued to build up my freelancing business. And within a year, I was able to actually make more money working about four hours a day, five hours a day, you know, part-time hours in my freelancing business. I was able to make more money than I had been previously in my nine to five job 
where I was miserable and hating life. Back to what we were talking about. Was it easy? Heck no, it wasn't easy. I had to put myself out there. I had to talk to a lot of people. You know, I don't love the word hustle, but I had to work really hard (laughs) to find clients and kind of build a book of business. But I was able to do things I had never been able to do in my life before, like go to the zoo on a Wednesday with my kids. And it truly was life changing. I mean, that miscarriage, while it was traumatic and scary and lonely, sent my life on a totally different trajectory. And frankly, I don't know if I would have had the courage to make that change on my own. Wow. Yeah, I think that those traumatic life events, I think we're often left wondering, like, why did this have to happen? And we're frustrated by the adages of like, everything happens for a reason. And that's like, when there's something that traumatic involved, you're like, no, like, actually, that's not helpful. (laughs) But when you can look back and say, like, I might've just kept pushing everything out to be like, oh, next year I'm going to quit. Next year I'm going to quit. Next year I'm going to quit. Like sometimes it requires something really big, really hard to make us take action. And I think that that's like, I'm so sorry that you went through that, but also I think it's a really great example of how we check ourselves when we're going through something like that. And suddenly like perspective shifts so dramatically. I think for me, it's how I find meaning in it. You know what I mean? Like when things like that happen and you're like, Like you said, like the last thing you want to tell somebody who's gone through like that is like, well, everything happened to me. I think for me, it was like, yeah, like I felt like, why? Right. Like very, Mm -hmm. like, why did this happen to me? Like, I don't understand. I don't know that I even understood in the, obviously I didn't understand in the moment. I mean, I acted very quickly afterwards, but I feel very at peace at it when I look back because to me, even though it sucked and it was a dark time. I was, you know, very sad and discouraged. I look back and I can give that experience meaning now that that is a positive thing. So yeah. Right. I love that idea of giving it meaning because I've interviewed a lot of people who've gone through different kinds of loss and trauma and grief. And I totally agree that when you can give it meaning, it really changes the experience and it can feel really different. And I think it feels more like you have control over the whole thing. Like you've chosen to, I like to say frequently, you've chosen to rewrite the ending of your story rather than letting the story dictate your life or your course of life. So how long ago was this and how old are your children now? So my oldest is a sassy six-year-old and she is heading into first grade, which she will be sure to let you know if you uh, (laughs) ever meet her. That's the first thing she'll tell you probably. My son is four and we do have a beautiful little rainbow baby. Her name is Audrey and she is one and a half. So she came to the party later. So this was, let's see, I started freelancing in early 2015. So this was around the middle of 2015. Okay. Okay. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, 
you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. When the miscarriage was after you had your first two children. Yes. Okay. So now it's been a couple years since you really shifted gears professionally. And what have been the biggest lessons that you've learned since the time when you decided practically a moment's notice to walk away from your job? Uh, okay. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> is, how long is this podcast? No. Right. Um, Take three hours <laughs> to just tell us everything yeah. you've learned. <laughs> I wish, man, I wish I could, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, we sometimes have to go through that pain that causes change and learn things the hard way. But, you know, the first thing I thought of when you asked this question, Sarah, was that there's no easy way out. And I know that that sounds kind of tough, but another part of my story had to do with network marketing. And I, you know, I really tried network marketing. I thought that was going to be my ticket out of my nine to five. And for me, it, it was not. I know a lot of women really enjoy them and have success in them. So I'm not going to knock them, yeah. but it wasn't the avenue for me. And it happens to not be the avenue for a lot of the women that I serve as well. Maybe they've tried it, but they haven't had kind of the level of success that they were hoping they were going to get. And something that I see happening Yes, in MLM, but also just in this kind of online digital world we live in where, you know, we're seeing ads when we're scrolling through Facebook or trying to, you know, watch our friends Insta story and an ad pops up. We're constantly being offered kind of these magic rainbow unicorn pills to like get whatever we want out of life. Right. right. And so I think the biggest lesson that I've learned over this time is that I am a huge believer in the have it all lifestyle. I believe, as you've heard me say, you can design your life. I do believe that we can have it all, but it is not going to be easy. So if you are not willing to work hard or get uncomfortable or put yourself out there, you are probably going to be disappointed with how far you get. And I know that that seems kind of scary, you know, maybe depending on how you interpret that. But to me, what's really cool about that is that the potential for your life and for your business and for your family like you're in control of that. And I find that really empowering. I'm like, that's amazing. Cause I know I can get my tish up in the morning and like find something that I care about. So I think it's cool, but you know, there, there really is no easy way out. And I just see so many people looking for the easy way and then feeling discouraged or playing the comparison game. And, you know, you don't want your life to look like someone else's. You want your life to look like 
the best version of what your life can look like. So you're in control of that. And I think that's really empowering. Right, right. So tell us about the decision that you made that catapulted your business. I know there was something specific that happened and how did that change your life and your family's life? Yes. So after about, let's see, two, two and a half years of freelancing successfully, you know, after that first year, I'd replaced my income. And again, obviously in this world of social media, some of my mom friends, working moms and stay-at-home mom friends, uh, they all kind of started to see what I was up to and started asking a lot of questions. And that planted a seed for me that like, oh my goodness, there are people who are not familiar with freelancing. And there are people who are interested in making their own money or also, you know, who felt the same way I did about their nine to five where they loved working, but they didn't feel like they had kind of that freedom and flexibility that they wanted and all of these things. And so a seed was planted that I could help other moms do the same thing I was doing. And it started as just kind of this thing out in the clouds where I'm like, that would be amazing, but I'm not really sure I can actually do that. Like that sounds really hard and I have no idea how to, I wouldn't even know where to start, right? It sounded very overwhelming, but I kept coming back to it. And I thought about it for about six months. I mean, day in and day out, I'm like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I do this? Should I not? And about a year ago, I ended up investing a very large amount of money in a business coach. And talk about a risk. This was not a chunk of change. I'm talking like to the tune of a year at a university. Like this was not a small investment. This was a very large investment. And it was a huge risk because I don't know if you've ever worked with a business coach, but there's not exactly a guarantee. Yeah. It's not like, you know, if you hire me, I guarantee this financial outcome, you know, it'll pay for, you know, and if they do, by the way, you might maybe be a little nervous if someone is guaranteeing results. But I really believed in this person. This was a mentor that I had been following online for years. And I took a major risk in hiring her, both financially, as in I put it on the credit card, which I am not condoning. This is not my advice for this podcast. (laughs) Go get the debt. Like, that's not what I'm saying here. But for me, I had this thing in my gut that I was like, you have to do this. Like you and this business coach, like this is going to happen and you are going to be able to change women's lives. Like it was this gut feeling. And so I ended up hiring her and it changed my business life tremendously. I mean, you know, we can talk about the things that I do in my business, but I've had almost that 300 women go through my program now. I have a Facebook group of over 4,000 women in our community that is super engaged. And I, I mean, honestly, a year ago, you could have told me where I was at now. I probably would have laughed at you. It wouldn't have even sounded like it was possible for me to be able to make that impact in other people's lives. Fortunately, slash unfortunately, it also made a huge impact in my family's life. The immediate impact was really negative. And the reason why is that I have a husband who did not hire a business coach, but <laughs> had to take on the financial stress of his wife who did. Yeah, And I have a very, very amazing husband. He is a dad who will change diapers without rolling his eyes. I mean, he is super involved, super hands-on. Yeah, As a father, as a spouse, he believes in me, you know, times a million, but the financial risk still impacted him. And so it did put a strain on our marriage for a little while where he was kind of like, okay, 
you did this, you know, kind of where's the ROI, right? The problem was I was essentially starting this business from scratch. When I hired my business coach, I had a successful freelancing business, but I had not started, you know, anything in terms of a program that was going to go out and impact other people's lives, which is why I had hired my business coach. So it took a few months to build and create kind of what we were talking about earlier, right? Like, you know, you can design your life, but it might not happen tomorrow. Well, I knew I could build this program, but it didn't happen tomorrow. And so, you know, my family was kind of like, okay, what are you doing? (laughs) You're in your office a lot. What's going on? And I had been working, you know, three, four hours a day in my freelancing business. And for almost six months, I was working like 10 and 12 hours a day for, you know, for a short period of time. It was a huge shift and obviously one that impacted my entire family. So yeah, it catapulted my business, but it, it did in the short term, you know, kind of negatively impact my family. But the way that I used that Sarah was as fuel, like failing was not an option. Not getting it done was not an option. Walking away was not an option. So I guess what my advice is, don't go get credit card debt. Like that's not what I'm telling you to do. But my advice is do something, you know, if you want to change a part of your life, anything, it doesn't have to be starting a business. If you want to change something, I do encourage you to make some kind of investment or do something with a sense of urgency that lights a fire. Because yeah. if you are considering doing something and you're just kind of thinking about it, you're not going to have that push to really go for it and reach kind of the level of success that you're looking for, for whatever it is that you're considering. Before we dive deeper with Lauren, I want to talk about our first sponsor today, Canaday. So I think my favorite thing about doing sponsorships for Canaday is that I go to their website whenever I'm going to do ad spots and I see cute pictures. If you know about my recent obsession, that's not going away at all. My recent obsession with French bulldogs, you'll be delighted to hear that when I went to Canada's website today, there was a French bulldog on the homepage and I wanted to die because French bulldogs are the cutest thing in the world. So when you go to Canada.com and check out their site, you're going to see the huge range of pet foods that they have for your cats and for your dogs. And you're also going to see how they are pet food made by pet people, how that they are independently owned and they work so closely with their suppliers and their ingredient growers and farmers. And they really do have their finger on the pulse when it comes to offering high quality ingredients, high quality foods and products for your pets. So I want you to go over to Canada just for the cute factor. I want you to go check out Canada just to see all the fun little pictures and videos they have of fun pets on there, hear more about their story, understand what they're up to and the high quality work that they do to serve your pets and also see what they might have for your specific pet. When you go to Canada.com slash podcast, you are going to be able to request a free sample and also get other special offers. So you're going to go to Canada.com slash podcast to check that out. Again, that's Canada, C-A-N-I-D-A-E dot com slash podcast. And now back to Lauren. Right, right. I agree. I think that for there to be a transformation in your life, you have to stretch yourself into uncomfortable places. And that for you and for me, I've done the same thing in the coaching realm. That is spending an uncomfortable amount of money to invest in your business and yourself knowing that like for me at least I'm like if I spend an uncomfortable amount of money I will for sure get my investment back and make sure that I get it back like multiple times so I actually got an email recently from someone I've shared the first coach I hired 
in 2010 was $10,000. And I put it on a credit card. I didn't tell my husband. I was like, it's expensive. I put it on my business card. Like, it's fine. It'll be fine. But I also was like, for the first three months after I made that investment, I woke up every morning with like, oh my God, (laughs) I need to do a lot today to like, I felt so responsible to that investment because I knew that if I didn't get my return on investment, that that would be a family sacrifice. And we didn't have children at the time. So at least it wasn't like pulling money out of like a college tuition account or anything, but it still felt like this is a family sacrifice, even though my husband doesn't know how Mm -hmm. much it's for. (laughs) And and I felt very pressured to make it work. And it did. It was amazing, amazing, amazing. And I have never gone without coaching since then. And I got an email recently from someone and they were like, oh my God, I almost just fell off my treadmill when you said you spent $10,000 on coaching. And in that same conversation, I've spent more than that on coaching since then. And the value is that I always know that I will stretch myself to the really uncomfortable places where the really amazing growth will happen. And so that's what I have to do. And I think that this is a really common theme in the entrepreneurial world that like the people who take these big leaps, you know, and I always say that I don't take huge leaps. I take very well thought out like risks, but they're not super, yeah, they're very strategic. But I think that in the entrepreneurial world, that's fairly common that we know that like investing in coaching and really following people who model, you know, habits to building amazing businesses. That's really important. But I love that you point out that it doesn't necessarily only need to exist in that realm. Like if you want to become a triathlete, I know plenty of moms who after having kids Mm -hmm. are like, I want to do my first triathlon. Again, you're going to have to stretch yourself to uncomfortable places, or you're going to have to invest in yourself in different ways that are going to be challenging to your family. And, you know, with the example of a triathlon, like you're going to be spending a lot of time working out. That's going to be a sacrifice to your family in terms of your time investment into reaching that goal. But also the transformation that will take place when you do that thing is going to be phenomenal. And it's going to reach into different areas of your life and be really impactful in a lot of different areas as well. So I think that, you know, the example of hiring a business coach is a great one that's relatable to people in the entrepreneurial space. But I think that if you want to make a transformation anywhere, like that's what you need to do is stretch yourself to that uncomfortable place. And like find someone to be on that journey with you, whether that's through hiring someone. So maybe it's through hiring a triathlon coach or joining a triathlon group, or maybe it's just doing it with a friend and being like, okay, like we're signing up for this triathlon on August 23rd and we're going to be training for the next three months together or whatever, but making sure that it's not just like you by yourself floundering around and with the option to escape because no one knows about it. Exactly. Yeah. Accountability is huge. Accountability is huge. Definitely. Definitely. So you made this investment and things have grown and shifted. So how are things now where the business stands, where things stand with your husband? Has he seen (laughs) the benefits? He's cool with it now? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was just thinking about it. I'm like, should I let them know that we're still together? (laughs) Um, So it's funny because this is actually something that I hear now on a much smaller investment scale, you know, obviously then the coach that I invested in are now the services and programs that I offer. But I hear this from a lot of moms who reach out to me and maybe they're interested in working together, but their spouse isn't supportive. And they ask me what to do. And, you know, are things going to be easier if your, you know, husband is your biggest cheerleader? Probably. But the reality is sometimes the proof is in the pudding is what I say. And that's what it took for my family. So my husband just, he needed, you know, he knew I was working hard. He needed to see 
me paying off the investment. Like that's what he needed to feel better about it. You know, he kept going, I believe in you. I believe in you. But you know, a year later and there's no credit card debt and I'm paying our family. And he's like, yeah, she's great. I'm like, (laughs) you know, but I think it's hard because, you know, sometimes we might be ready to make, I think he used the word transformation, which I love. I think sometimes we're ready to make the transformation, but it doesn't mean that everybody around us is ready to make it or that they're also going to go through it. And I will say that has been one of my biggest challenges, you know, bringing us up to where we are today in our relationship, one of the biggest challenges has been lately, we're getting along, he's fine, he's very supportive. But the big challenge now is that I have gone through this year of tremendous growth, not just professionally, but personally. And I think there's a quote out there that says something like, you know, entrepreneurship is the greatest personal development course or something like that. But it's so true. As I grow as an entrepreneur and as my business grows and as my audience grows, I have learned so much about myself as a person and it's just crazy. And so, you know, I tell my husband frequently, I'm like, I got to bring you along for this ride. Like, it's so cool. Come on. Like you should come over here. So I'm actually trying to get my husband to get a coach right now. And he's kind of, I don't know if it's typical guy or what, but he's a little bit kind of like, all right, well, I'll think about it. And I'm like, all right, good. We're making progress. (laughs) Because now I think I'm going to be like you, Sarah, like now that I've had a coach, I honestly can't imagine you can't my life go without, without it. Having. I really like I nope. tried for a while after my son was born. I wanted to shift gears a little just in the dynamics with the coaches I was working with. I wanted some female leadership and I'd been working with two male coaches and they were great, but I was just ready for a little something different. And I had this phase of not having coaching where I was kind of just looking for the right fit. And it was really hard. I mean, it was like, I'm kind of dependent on it now. (laughs) And I think it's because, like you said, I learned so much about myself. It helps me stay accountable. Right now I'm doing group coaching instead of a one-on-one coaching situation, which I've done both. I thrive in the group setting. So I'm being able to connect with other people who I can pick their brains on things. And so it's like being part of a really cool club and it's really, really transformational. And I totally understand what you're saying with trying to get your husband on board. And he's probably like, is this like therapy? Like, do I have to go to, do do I have to talk about my feelings <laughs> but, a little bit but yeah. no <laughs> but it is <laughs> it really changes everything and I totally agree that these situations when we go through these big transformations ourselves that we aren't the same people and that we have a new like sense of self and a new sense of confidence and maybe new you know identity as a leader and a creator and all these kinds of things which can be really exciting I know for me my husband is also super supportive but I recently, I sold my gym that I had, I've been in the fitness industry for 16 years. I sold my gym three, four months ago. And when I told my husband, I was like, I think I need to sell the gym. I think I want to go all in on the podcast and building a business around the podcast and being online full time. And he was like, okay, but <laughs> like, so how are you making money then? And like, you're just going to walk away from this profitable business to do this. Like, are you sure? And I was like, oh, so you doubt me a little bit? Okay, game on. <laughs> and that's actually oh, been, man. and it wasn't like he said, if anyone can figure out, it's you. I'm just a little worried that like, what's the impact to our family going to be and the impact to our financial situation, at least in the short term. And I was like, I totally get that. And thank you for saying that out loud, because now I will be ridiculously motivated to replace that income really, really quickly. <laughs> So absolutely. And you know what? I joke all the time. My husband and my coach know this about me and probably anyone else who's ever met me in real life. The fastest way to get me to do something is to tell me I can't do it. Right. Not that that's what your husband was saying. No, but, no, no, but no. Like but just a little bit of doubt. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Nothing motivates me faster. You know, you can believe in me and that's great and supportive, but tell me you don't believe in me and consider it done. Like right. it's, it's game over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. And I don't know if that's, I mean, maybe that's just a, like, I think it's a little bit maybe of like a competitive personality trait or something. But, yeah, I'm not sure if, I don't know if everyone relates to that, but for me it works. And it's, I mean, I had a boss my first year in the fitness industry say some pretty horrible things to me. And to this day, I'm like, I just want to run into him to be like, oh, so just an FYI, this is what I've done since you treated me like crap. <laughs> uh, it'll happen. It'll I happen. Know. <laughs> I, know. I know. Okay. Oh. So let's talk about the word busy. So you say busy is a dirty word. And I think that moms use busy as a crutch. So tell me your experience around that and kind of how you coach moms through that. Okay. First, I want to acknowledge if we can use the word busy, that's fine, but we're all moms. So we're all busy. Like if you want to use the word busy, that's fine. We're all busy. And what I mean by that is that we all accomplish an insane amount of stuff every day. We're keeping little humans alive. We're driving them around. We're, you know, taking care of our home. Maybe you're also working. Um, We all do a lot. The reason I don't like the word busy is because I think it has become overused. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the new good. Yeah. Hey, you see someone at Target. Hey, how are you doing? We're really busy. I'm right. Like, what? Right. Like, stop, stop saying that. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing about the word busy. When we say we're, you know, too busy to do something, in my instance, you know, I, I hear from a lot of women who, who want to start a freelancing business. When things are just really busy right now. What you're saying is, is that it's not my priority right now. Like, that's essentially what that means. And the thing I always bring it back to is like, you know, Sarah, say you are in the middle of a podcast, or I'm on a coaching call, or previously, I was in a nine to five or whatever. If I get a phone call from my kids preschool, and they're throwing up, I don't care what I was doing that day, I'm going to stop and I'm going to go pick up my son. Right. So because my children are my number one priority, right? Like that's the example I'm trying to make. So when we can find time, we can create time for our priorities. So it's really more about understanding what you really want and being really honest about it. And another thing that especially I think as women, we have to learn to do is, is stop trying to make everybody else around us happy before we make ourselves happy. Because I see a lot of women get overextended and it's because they feel like they can't say no. Right. Definitely. And I think that we, I call it the busy badge. I think we wear the busy badge kind of as like a badge of honor. And like you said, it kind of drives a false sense of ego. So if I show up and I say to someone like, Oh, well, I'm just great. I've just been so busy or everything's so crazy. I'm so busy. So first of all, we're saying like, I'm just really important. I have a lot of things going on. Okay. Well, we're all really important. We all have a lot of things going on. When we say that it's like, it lets us off the hook for not showing up in certain ways, I think. And I say this about when people say I'm a hot mess too. Like (laughs) you start to embrace these personality traits that aren't probably like the person you really want to be. So if you are always running around telling everyone you're so busy or you're running around telling everyone you're such a hot mess then you're probably not showing up in the ways that you really want to be showing up. You're actually probably showing up like in way more chaos and you're not probably managing self-care or managing your time or focusing on the things that are most important and deprioritizing the things that don't really matter. So I think that like, let's just take radical responsibility for all of that and decide like if you are overly booked and your life is overly chaotic, that is on you and you need to figure that out. And now like that's some tough love right there. But 
you are busy because you've chosen to be busy. You've chosen to live in chaos. You've chosen to be a hot mess. And you can also choose to not be any of those things. And I think that it's really important that we step back from that and recognize like my life is really full and it's full because I choose to do these different things. And if that feels like too much and you don't like feeling like you're always in chaos, then you need to change that. And that might mean that you start saying no to things and that you quit some things and that you unschedule things. And that's very appropriate as well. Like that's just healthy boundaries. And so I think I'm totally in agreement around not using the word busy and also like taking responsibility for having like a broader spectrum of feelings and levels of being (laughs) so that you're not just like responding with a one word answer all the time, but instead being like, oh, like things are really great right now for the following three reasons. They also could be super chaotic and overwhelming. But if you identify as like things are really great right now because of these three reasons, then you're probably going to keep pushing your life in the direction of those three great things more so than in the direction of the chaos and the overwhelm. Absolutely. As you were talking, I actually just, I had to write something down while you were talking. I wrote down self-reflection, personal accountability. And these are two things that I am huge on. And you just basically described both of them when it comes to the word busy. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. You have to have some self-reflection. You know, it's exactly what you said. I typically, I relate choices, not so much to busy and time, but I love that I'm going to start doing it, but to happiness. I think Mm. so many people are like, well, when I quit my job, I'll be happy. And you know what? I was one of those people. So that's why I can identify it, right? Mm. Self-reflection retroactively, but busyness totally is also a choice. And so, yeah, we have to have that personal responsibility. And something else I was thinking while you were talking is I just recently finished You Are a Badass. Have you ever read that book? Yes. Both of her books and You Are a Badass at Making Money is also excellent. I will read that one next. So good. So good. She talks about this in that book where she says that sometimes we, you know, label ourselves as negative things. And I'll just be really, you know, vulnerable for a second. Like mine used to be broke. Like I, and and my gosh, you have to read, you are a badass at making money of yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Hey, remember I've had a year of coaching now. I've had a chance (laughs) to make it there. Okay. No, but in this, a lot of this, I think stemmed from guilt of not being able to be a stay at home mom when my first daughter was born. Mm -hmm. And I just used to always say, we can't afford that. We can never afford that. We can't afford that. If we can't afford for me to stay home, we can't afford, you know, and I just, I lived in this place of kind of feeling sorry for myself. And, you know, in the book, she kind of talks about, so whether you label yourself busy or broke or any other, you know, negative adjective, it sort of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then it, you get this sick satisfaction almost that you were right. Yes. So for a long time, I stayed broke. (laughs) My family stayed broke because I was telling myself I was broke, which obviously wasn't, you know, really what I wanted to be. And yet somehow I got to be right because I stayed broke. When she said that in the book, and I read this recently, so I've kind of obviously, you know, had a total mindset shift away from kind of that, you know, lack mentality. But I was listening to it and I was like, oh my gosh, she is totally talking about like, 2012 Lauren, like, whoo, like I got goosebumps. I'm like, that hit me. Like if I would have read that book then, I'm not even really sure I would have been ready to hear it. But when I read it now, I was like, whoa, like mic drop. It was huge. And so I would say whatever thing you're telling yourself that is not positive, like kind of apply that to it and be like, are you saying this because you get to be right, even though it's not really what you want. I don't know. That really hit me hard in that book. So it reminded me of what you were just saying as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So tell us a couple things here. I'm so excited about this conversation, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, I want to dive deeper with things, but I want to make sure we touch on everything. So, okay, tell us how you stopped being quote unquote busy and cut your responsibilities in half. Cause I think this might be some like nitty gritty that might be really helpful to my listeners. Totally. So the first thing is I'll be really honest. My family moved several years ago. We live in uh, Katy, Texas now. It is just outside of Houston. And when we moved from Kansas City to Houston, I pretty much had to start my freelancing business over from scratch. I had previously been working with like small local businesses that were mostly like brick and mortars, and that did not translate very well. So that was kind of one of my aha moments when you were talking about Sarah kind of moving into this virtual world. That's when my shift happened. We moved. I had to start my business over. I also happened to be about 12 weeks pregnant with our rainbow baby. I was moving, which is like the most stressful thing on the face of the earth with children away from my family to this place where I knew no one. And I actually remember a conversation where I looked at my husband. (laughs) This is going to sound really funny now, but this actually really did happen. I looked at my husband and I said, I'm going to be a different person in Texas. And he's like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) What I meant is that I was going to say no a lot. Good. (laughs) Sometimes it was going to be like a heck no. And then sometimes it was going to be a no, not right now. But in Kansas City, I was so overextended. I was on multiple boards. I volunteered a lot. I was involved with the junior league. I had, well, by this point, I had left my full-time job, but I did all that while I was at my job as well. Plus I had these young kids and I kept saying, you know, I want more time with my kids. And yet I kept doing all these other things that took me away from my kids. But then I kept complaining about not being away from my kids. No one was twisting my arm and making me do those things. So when we moved, not only did I become a virtual business owner, but I started saying no a lot. And, you know, I call these seasons, you know, I love 
volunteering. I love giving back to the community. I love being insanely involved at my kids' schools because I'm just weird like that, but I'm not able to do it right now. And I am totally at peace at it because right now I am growing my business and being with my family, but that's what I'm doing. And it fills me and I feel good about it. So learning to say no, whether it's tech, no, or no, not right now, you have got to learn to do it for yourself, period. Yes. The other thing that I started implementing is something that I actually teach all my moms. I would love to tell you about it. It's called the daily five. I have a question for you, Sarah. Have you ever on your to-do list gone back and like written something down that you've already done just so you can cross it off like in your life? (laughs) Of course. Okay. Yeah. Because it gives us that like amazing instant gratification of like, yep, nailed it. Like right as you cross it. But it's not really like, it's not as amazing as it sounds, listeners, like you have to hear me. So I teach something called the Daily Five. It's kind of like the anti-to-do list. And it is where you have to pick the top five things that are the most important that you have to get done that day. So I actually have one for my personal life and or my family, my home, and then one for my business. But you actually rank the five things in order. So number one is like the most important thing you have to do that day, either to move your business forward or to make sure your house is clean enough for you to sleep in that night, whatever, you know, however you prioritize things. And then the way that you execute is that you can't go on to two through five till you finish number one. So it becomes so much less about quantity and staying busy and being competitive and doing a hundred things on your to-do list because those hundred things probably don't really matter that much. And a lot of times I think we try to stay busy, but we're actually procrastinating what we really need to do. I see it a lot more in business, but I actually do see, you know, the people who, and I'm not judging by the way, I'm totally one of them, but the people who kind of like do the laundry, you get it into the dryer and it maybe even gets folded, but it never gets back in the drawer. Like, it's kind of a way to avoid whatever that analogy is in your life. Like right. it's going to force you to get the stuff done that matters instead of just doing a hundred things just because you get to say you do a hundred things. Right. So the daily five honestly is a game changer. I, people tell me all the time that it's changed the way that they look at time and, and how they spend it. And the other thing that I really recommend is outsourcing. Outsource. I use Hiccup grocery service. So like I order them online. It saves my order every week. So I just have to go in and make modifications. I schedule my time. I go pick them up. I have not been in a grocery store in a really long time. It saves me time. It saves me energy. It saves me the stress of being in a grocery store with a six, four and one year old, which is like not my idea. <laughs> Sounds <good> heavenly. <laughs> yes, I know. You're all so jealous right now. The other thing we did really recently is we hired a cleaning company for the first time in our whole life. And I do want to say, I want to say that I never thought we'd do it. Never. Because I, I don't know if it's pride or what, but I'm like, why would I pay someone to do something I can do myself? Like that was kind of my mentality. I'm like, you know, for a long time we couldn't afford it. And then it was kind of like, well, maybe we can't afford it, but why would we do that? Because I can do it myself. And we recently just pulled this trigger and just did it. So it's been probably a couple months now. And here's, the reason why this is important. I have never been happier. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I used to spend three hours on Saturday mornings cleaning my house. Now I spend that time either hanging out with my children, you know, going to the gym and doing things that like fill me instead of things that drain me. And so there's so many different ways we can outsource. I also have a team in my business now. I have three people who help me in my business. There's lots of different ways that outsourcing looks like. It could be having your kids help you with chores 
you know, instead of you doing everything yourself, whatever it looks like, you will be less busy if you do less. So you either have to eliminate it or you have to have somebody else do it for you. And both of those are beautiful things and nothing to, you know, speaking of, you know, shameless, like that's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, I was really proud for a long time and didn't want to ask for help. I thought I had that having it all meant doing it all. And now I'm kind of like, how do I do as little as possible? (laughs) Totally. <laughs> right, right. I love that. So tell us how you help moms build businesses from home. Cause I know this is kind of at the crux of what you do. And I know that there's moms who, you know, we talked about at the very beginning that you spent a long time crafting the life that you want and building that. And so how are you helping moms do that now? And who would you say is qualified to build businesses from home? I think anyone is qualified to build a business from home. If you have a computer and internet and a why, you know, that's kind of an overused term, I guess, these days, but a purpose, a reason for wanting to start it, that is going to keep you motivated. Because remember, I said earlier, it's not easy. Like most things really worth having aren't really easy, or everyone would already have them. So you have to have a drive, you have to have some level of self belief. I do coach on confidence, I do like to make women feel more confident. I think we talked about that with our own business coaches, like they do, they give you this level of confidence that helps you elevate yourself. And so I think anybody, you know, who wants to be a service based business owner can learn how to freelance from home. In terms of how I get to help women, and I am like smiling from ear to ear now because I get so excited about what I do seriously, is I have a couple different ways. I have an online program. It is 12 weeks. It drips out daily because I do know that as moms, we have a lot on our plates. And I know that statistically with a lot of online courses, the dropout rate is high. And so I said, how can I create this in a way that I truly transform lives? Because that's what my goal is. I don't just want to like, sell a bunch of programs, I want to impact a lot of people. And so it is a true 12 week program. And then I also get to work with moms. And the funny thing here is that it was actually my business coach who had to, and I will use the word convince, she essentially had to convince me to also be a coach. I had a lot of moms who kept saying, can you help us more? Like, can we work with you. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't what I had envisioned for myself. And I think it was a little bit maybe of a confidence of what do they call it? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. I think I was like, am I wait, wait, am I really wait, they, what are they going to get from me? Like, how can I really help these people anymore? It's all in the program. Like, I think I really doubted my ability to elevate it more than what I had already put out there, which was everything I knew. And my coach was like, Lauren, they need you. I mean, she just kept saying it like they need you. They want you. And so I did. I launched a coaching program as well. I have a group coaching program that is primarily members of people going through the 12, 12 week program and graduates of the program. And then I do also work with moms one on one who want to launch any kind of service based business from home. So that is how I support moms. And I love it. I love it. I I'm one of those annoying people now who I actually do have, I love my family. I adore my family, but I have to actively stop working because I do love it so much that it's very effortlessly effortless for me to continue to do it. So I got to be like, okay, it's three or whatever, you know, I got to jump off. It's family time. I got to close my computer because I could, I could just interact with people all day. I love it. Before we wrap with Lauren, I want to talk about our second sponsor today, 
Care of. Care of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamins and supplement packs right to your door. So here's what I think is the coolest thing about what Care of does. They have an online quiz that helps you assess what you want and what you need, and you get to put certain goals into the quiz so that Care of can help you really kind of curate what you're looking for and get exactly what you need. So when you go through the quiz, it's going to ask you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices. It only takes a few minutes. And at the end of that, you're going to find out what you need. And you can put some of your goals in there. Like when I did it, I said I wanted like brain health and high energy. So then I got vitamin and supplement recommendations specific to that. Then once you put in your specific needs and what you want, they spit out this beautiful formula of what your supplement regimen can look like. And you can pick from that if you want all of it, if you just want some of it. And then they send you this little box with individual packages for every single day for 30 days. They send you your monthly subscription. And every day you open up the individual package of vitamins and you take them. So it's so simple. It's very reasonably priced. I'm familiar with buying a lot of supplements and I can tell you the pricing at Care of I found to be extremely reasonable. So I want you to go check out Care Of to figure out your own subscription based on the quiz that you take and know that you can also get vegetarian and vegan options. You can also get pre and postnatal options. So lots of options for all sorts of needs. To get started and get 25% off your first month of personalized Care Of vitamins, you're going to go to TakeCareOf.com and enter SHAMELESS for the promo code. Again, you're going to go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the promo code SHAMELESS. And now back to Lauren. Yeah, that's like, and I feel the same about what I'm doing with the Shameless Mom Academy. And so when my husband's like, why are you on your phone? Like, you should have better boundaries. And I'm like, but this is fun. <laughs> I'm having fun right now. Stop. Stop raining on my brain. When, <laughs> when work doesn't feel like work. It's, so, right. it's, it's a blessing, but it's almost dangerous. <laughs> right. I know it's true. That's very true. Okay. So tell us in what ways you're a shameless mom. Uh, I thought about this. Okay. So I think I am a shameless mom. Because I am pretty bold in both my parenting and my business choices. I am not afraid to do things differently than how other people do them. But I think one of the coolest ways that I am a shameless mom is that I don't expect other people to do it just like me. And I think that that's really hard. I think it's, it can be hard to be both bold and confident and be really cool with other people being different. Like, you know what I'm trying to reconcile? Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got this. Like, I'm so confident in my choices as a parent, you know, whether it's, you know, how we feel about electronics or whatever, but I am so also cool and confident with the mom sitting right next to me who has a completely different belief system, which by the way, right now I'm imagining my sister, my <laughs> sister and I could not be more different parents. And yet I look at my nieces and nephews and I'm like, they are so perfectly them. And I look at my kids and I'm like, yeah, this is good. And I think that is, you know, if I could wish that for all parents where, where we do feel good about what we're doing, even when it's different, but that we still continue to respect other people for doing things differently, you know, unapologetically, mm -hmm. I think that is how I am a shameless mom. I love it. Okay. This Lauren, this has been so great. I so appreciate you being here and spending time with us. And this conversation has been really, really fun. And I know probably lots of light bulb moments for our listeners. Can you tell the shameless moms where they can find you and how they can connect with you? 
Absolutely. You can learn all about what I teach in the Free Mama Movement at thefreemamamovement.com. Or you can come hang out with me on Facebook. So facebook.com slash group, the Free Mama Movement. Yay. Thank you. So I will have that all linked up in the show notes so people can connect with you. And thank you so much. When you're done with your book, you have to come back for part of your book tour and come back and talk to yes. with us again. <laughs> I would absolutely love that. Yay. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Well, thank you again for being here. This I know is going to help a lot of moms and get them real fired up to be less busy and <laughs> maybe pursue new directions of passions and interests and shamelessly take some action in their life. So thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Go get them. Say no. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Say no. (laughs) Thank you so much for spending time with me today in the Shameless Mom Academy. I really, really appreciate you being here. If this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you get all episodes as soon as they're released and you never miss an episode. You can do that by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will drop you into Apple podcasts where you can click on the little subscribe button while you're there. Please also rate and review the show. Let me know what you loved. Let me know in what ways you are a shameless mom. And remember shameless mom of the week nominations come from our reviews. So if you want to be nominated, you got to leave a review. So make sure you leave a review over at shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And lastly, share this episode with other shameless moms in your lives. The way the show grows and the way we build our community is by you all spreading the word. So take a screenshot of this episode, share it on social media, tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram or Facebook. I will make sure I reply as quickly as I possibly can, sending you lots of loves and shout outs. And I can't wait to connect with you there. Until next time, have a great day. And remember, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.